Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan Jr. And it's me, Rachel Lynn Lindsay. I'm coming to you live from Hotlanta, back in the ATL. You're becoming bi-coastal. You like Atlanta? I don't really do anything while I'm here. I'm here at the beautiful Waldorf Astoria. And... Is I'm just chilling. I don't know what to do. I don't do anything. I'm just gonna hang out. I'm gonna go work out, and then I'm gonna come back in here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna order some food. You know, the flight over was a harrowing experience. What happened? It wasn't harrowing. It was just a like little bumpy. a crazy customer. Oh no, it wasn't a crazy. Oh, it was a little man. bumpy. And then the dude next to me was watching Squid Games, and for some reason that like was making me nervous. Have you seen I, Squid Games? I have, and I think oh, Squid I Games. Don't tell me. No spoilers. Yeah, Squid Games is a poor choice to watch on a plane. See, that kind of stuff doesn't bother me because you know what I watched? I binged on a plane? Manifest. What? Oh, that's really stupid. But Jesus. why? So all so I you what what? As if it's going to happen to me as if I'm I don't going know. to manifest just, disappearing for 5 years? You could. You could be inviting that. You know, it's the same thing. It's like back in the day when my well, grandmother. Well, at least it's not a plane. It's not a plane crash. I was watching. Okay, well, we're not saying those words. Like my um my my grandmother back in the day, she wouldn't let me listen to Megadeth. What's Megadeth? Megadeth, Dave Mustaine. You never heard Symphony of Destruction? It's just a symphony of destruction. You never heard you Megadeth? Like you like heavy metal? Listen. You like yeah, heavy Megadeth. metal? Yeah, hell yeah. The closest I ever got to heavy metal is Metallica. Well, Metallica is heavy metal. It's like Metallica is heavy. Is it? Is Metallica is like accessible heavy metal, which Megadeth no. would be to a degree as well. But and uh, by that I know one song. That's what I mean. By that. What's your What's your favorite Metallica song? Give me fuel. Give me fire. Give me that which I desire. Done. <laughs> That's After the only one I know. Off. That's the only one I know. Because it used to come on the bo- it used to come on the box, and I was like, "What is this?" So, interesting story. Dave Mustaine, who uh, is the founder and was the lead singer of Megadeth, was an original <laughs> member of Metallica. So, just the term Megadeth alone is enough to deter me from ever press- pressing play. Why? Mega death. Mega death. Big death. Large death. Grand death. You want to talk about words? Why would I ever want to listen to somebody who names their entire band that? That's what they symbolize. It's like Three Six Mafia. I'm not, I don't like that. Oh, you don't listen to the Three Six? Uh, I listen to when they were the Tear the Club Up Thugs. And that's how I like to refer to them. Okay, but not the Three Six. Because the Three Six Mafia is a little devil. Little Satine. Ooh, ha ha. Hoo-ha-ha. Dude, like, like I never really used to think about stuff like that. You know what? You know who's the first overtly? Because when my grandmother would say I couldn't listen to Megadeth or she didn't want me to listen to, because I went through a whole phase. I went through, a, obviously, I love rock music, but I went through, like, a real, like, because, like, I'm not talking about Metallica, like the Black Album Metallica, like uh, uh, One and all of those songs and uh I'm talking about Ride the Lightning, Metallica. I'm talking about pre-Metallica where, okay, anyway, I'm talking about Metallica before they peaked as an MTV band. Okay. To where they were still had some of their uh, roots and the songs, Nothing Else Matters and all that stuff, you know? And they didn't like that. My grandmother was- I, uh, I wonder why. She was a Seventh Day Adventist. 
and she was against all of these songs. She was also against Pepsi. I can't remember why. Because it's nasty? I could give you Pepsi right now, and you would drink the Pepsi. If you didn't know it was Pepsi, you'd love I the can Pepsi. tell the difference between a Pepsi and a Coke. I don't know if you can. People yeah. say that. Pepsi's better than Coke, by the way. <gasps> okay, that is a poll I would win. <laughs> I mean, Coke is going to win because human beings are slaves to branding. Nah, it's just that Pepsi's like, no. It's just, it's flatter. It's sweeter. I don't know. I don't like it. Oh, it's flatter and it's sweeter. Who wants old? I don't understand you people that want the soda to be all up in your to mouth, burn. burning, and like you you drink the soda and it's like, <laughs> as soon as you 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 swallow the soda and then a fucking river of heartburn comes back up. You want it a little flat. You want my it a dad, little mellow. My dad will send a coke back if it doesn't have enough fizz in it. Oh, I, I can tell with him. <laughs> 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 I can tell he likes it fizzy. <laughs> hey, I'm sending this Coke back. I want this Coke as fizzy as the <laughs> River Jordan in Israel. <laughs> the judge is so religious. Sense. It makes no that, sense. You, it, it has nothing no to sense. do with religion. <laughs> you, no added, you added the, added the, river, the river Jordan. The river Jordan. <laughs> I just think about the judge. Do, I just think the judge. I just think the judge. Puts religion into most things, right? He doesn't. He, he doesn't. doesn't. No, but I love that you've created this character. That, like somehow you compare Coke to the River Jordan. Wait. No. <laughs> so the judge. No. So like when you guys are sitting around the Thanksgiving, y'all eating Thanksgiving, the judge doesn't go. And I just want you guys to remember when the Israelites were walking through the desert no. and they had no living bread, like, like no. as we take this role. No, this he is does what, not. He doesn't do that. He does. I'm so, I'm so sorry, but I want to, I want to keep uh, him the way he is in your head. So, so for yeah. sure, whatever, whatever you want. But remember, he's good Christian though. Cause people don't understand. There's now people used to say good Christian folk. And this is interesting. People used to say good Christian folk. And that used to just mean that good and Christian were inextricably linked, right? Mm -hmm, if you mm -hmm. were Christian, you were good. And if you were good, you were Christian. Okay. Now, mm -hmm. it's good slash Christian. Yeah. Because it's some good Christians <laughs> oh, and yeah. it's some bad Christians. Okay? The judge, good Christian. You know? Yeah, he's a he's a great Christian. Yes, he he's is. He's a great Christian man because he doesn't take it too literally, I could tell. No, 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 no. So the judge is not going to no like. There's no fire and brimstone in our house. It's not No like fire that. and brimstone, right? It's not like that. If you guys go well watching, the judge isn't going to be like, look at the mouth of the whale. <laughs> look at Jonah. Jonah <laughs> went right through there. The judge understands. It's a story. Okay. Uh, uh, how's your week been so far, Rach? What's been going on? It's been very stressful. I'm very yeah. tired. Like, I honestly, I need a good cry. You that's do. how I, that's how I feel right now. I just need a good cry. I need to let it out. I need to regroup. I am exhausted. I feel like I'm being pulled so many different ways. I'm tired. I might cry right now. I'm so, so tired. So here's the thing. We were talking about crying earlier because we're going to talk about crying during this podcast. We were talking about crying a little bit earlier. Yeah. And Donnie, whose sister's name is Donetta. Just had to get that in. Donetta. 
So his dad was just like, "We we heard. Keep going with the story. There's no need to pause." Happy birthday to Donnie's uh, dad. It's his birthday tomorrow. Whose birthday? It's Donnie's dad's birthday tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Donnie's dad's birthday. Oh, yeah. happy birthday, dad. His name is Donnie Donald Beecham. No, no, that's Donald. his full name. No, wait, wait, his no. His first name is Donnie. Donnie. His second name is Donald. <laughs> no, his last name is Beecham. Donnie. Speak up. Speak He's up. Lies. That ain't my name. Donnie Donald Beecham. Don Don Beecham is what they call him. <laughs> um. So shout out to. <laughs> Shout out to Don. I actually Don like Don family. Don. Don Don is funny. <laughs> Don Don, look, Donnie's look, uh, Donnie's married man now. Soon there'll be little rascals running around. Just go with the Don Don. Don Don beat you. Um, by the way, I can't say anything before I move on about like slightly ghetto names. My sister's middle name is Laveda. And there's nothing wrong with it. Come on. Nope. That shit is as ghetto as Levada. I still can't believe my mom and my grandmother did that. Anyway, that we were talking about if you can make yourself cry. And I have a song that I can use to make myself cry whenever I want to. I can just think of this song or play this song and I'll cry right away. Is it gospel? No. Gospel's heavy. a cheat code. It doesn't count. Heavy metal. It's not heavy metal. <laughs> what can you is guess? it? Well, I need you got to give me something. Uh, it's not a huge song, so you wouldn't know it. Well, who's the it's, artist? Uh, Sean Stockman. You're right. It's a solo song. Sean Stockman solo song, "Visions of a Sunset" from the Mr. Holland's Opus soundtrack. Oh, such a beautiful. Which song. part in the movie is that? Well, it don't beautiful, really. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Oh no, no, that's that. <laughs> beautiful call. Is that right? Yeah, I can't yeah, believe I you've seen that movie. <laughs> it was PG. It was PG. Or maybe you know, it was PG-13, but yes. T- a you young realize, Terrence Howard. Yes, you, I loved it. You realize that Mr. Holland is a complete dickhead, right? In real life? No, 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 no. That Richard Dreyfuss, that's a whole other story. I mean, like, in the movie, he's a dickhead. Yeah, I saw it. He's a dick. But th- at that moment, it was a, a non-dick moment, right? He softens at that point. It was, it was mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. It is kind of a dick move to treat your deaf son like shit yeah, no, over something awful. he can't control. But that was like part of the movie, right? He couldn't control it. He's this wonderful music teacher and he has a son that can't hear. It's just like the irony and all. It's the frustration in it. That's such a good movie. Oh, such a good movie. What's it, it called again? Movie. Visions of a Sunset? Visions of a Sunset. Lived all my days trying to embrace life with my heart, my all the beauty I feel and create. Yeah, I'm a man. You know what song gets me? I don't know if it's the song. I, I cry a lot in movies, right? Because I'm Do one you? of those people. Yeah, because I'm one of those people who fully immerses themselves in the movie. I'm not trying to figure it out. I become one of the characters in it. I'm just like in that thing. So I'm scared. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm sad. Whatever's happening in the movie, that's me. Um, <laughs> It's the most non-crying movie. But have you ever seen Honey? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo. What the? I'm gonna fuck? cry talking about it. Like, 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 wait, like, wait a minute. Wait, whoa, I'm my god! I'm literally gonna cry right now 
what kind of bullshit? Like, what is going I'm, on? I'm like, I, the people at the ringer. This was a troll to put us on this on this podcast again, honey, nigga. Wait, can I explain? Yes, you can. Oh, can you explain? You have to explain. I'm halfway left, but I cry a lot in movies, and, mo- and mostly at the end. So, you know, she's crying. <laughs> just to let y'all know, Trudy, Donnie, do y'all see this? Like, like she's like Rachel is getting ready to cry. She's crying. Please tell us what's going on with Honey. I am crying, but I also told you that I really need a good cry. So that's like that's right. part of it. I'm I'm not okay right now. Like I'm not okay. I'm, I think I'm on the verge of a breakdown. Anyways, at the end of the movie, at the end of the movie, if you've seen Honey, you know she's really trying to like save the neighborhood and the kids. <laughs> <Rachel>. <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm not okay, guys. Get it out, Rach. Y'all pray for me. Rach, you know this is a safe spot. I I see it. Rachel's actually crying. And see, see, hold on for a second. As a family, everybody, Donnie, Trudy, as a family, Donnie, Trudy, give me your your video right now. Give me your video. (laughs) Give me your video right now. Give me your video. I need you guys both on camera. Donnie and Trudy. Okay. Hold on for a second. Let's pause and acknowledge this moment. Rachel said she was having a tough week, okay? And then we started talking about things that would make you cry. I thought it was Cap, but Rachel started thinking about this and the emotions started coming in. Let's just all jump on camera and let let Rachel know real quick that we support her and we love her (laughs) and we know that you've had a tough week now that you're thinking about the movie, honey. Look, your family's all here, Rach. And I love my family. Thank y'all. Okay. This I'm a mess. I'm not. My mother's gonna call me after she listens to this podcast. <laughs> She's gonna be like, "Come home, come on home." Okay, wait. No, seriously, this movie makes me cry because, you know what, honey? She's she's trying to, you know. She thought she was gonna have this career. She's trying to save the neighborhood. She's trying to save the kids, and then she comes up with this benefit concert so she can buy this building to have a place for the kids to dance, a safe haven. And then she has this beautiful performance and it's this, I think it's Yolanda Adams singing the song, I Believe. And it's just, y'all know what I'm talking about? It's so beautiful. I cry every single time I watch it. No, no, anybody? I want this entire fucking thing. It is a moment, yes. Are are y'all nuts? (laughs) What the fuck? I don't cry, but But it's it's so It's inspiring. Like The kids are, are... are hopeful, they feel like they can, they believe. You got Yolanda Adams' voice in the background, and it's it's just such a beautiful moment. I don't know, I cry every time I hear it. Maybe because it's Yolanda. Also, mm. I'm not okay. I'm it's not okay. okay. You, know you know what, you know what, you know what? Why am I being this way? I'm not gonna take anything from you guys. I said I cried over Sean Stockman's Visions of a Sunset. <laughs> Right, you know, I, I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna uh, take anything away from you guys. I'm not gonna take it. If that's what makes you cry, then that was that's what makes you cry, no, Donnie. I what? Just, I to cry. Donnie, what makes you cry? Uh, Stevie Wonder, Superwoman. Mm. And like, you know what I'm talking about? It's like yeah, yeah. This the second half, the second part of the song always makes me mm. cry. Well, not always, mm. but recently since my mom recently. passed i can't help but think about my mom 
and it gets me. And it sucks. There, go, there goes Rachel with songs. me. Go, there, there goes Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm sorry, Rachel. Rachel, I don't know if you know, but my family had a tough summer too. Like you can go ahead. <laughs> There goes Rachel again. <laughs> I'm okay. Oh my gosh. Like, I hate you, but at the same time, I really need a good cry. Right. Go ahead. Get it out. Rachel, get it out. Do you remember I'm that so part in the do you remember that part in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Oh, Will, with the dad? With the dad. <laughs> That he never needed his father. <laughs> I never. I don't need him. I don't. I didn't need him then. I don't remember. Remember With that hideous James, sculpture. Yeah, the hideous sculpture. sculpture. And then James Avery hugs Will, oh, and unfortunately, James Avery uh, no longer with us. So. And you um, know who I interviewed today? Who? Alfonso Ribeiro. Alfonso Ribeiro. It comes full circle. Oh my God! Oh, well, that was good. We got to start the podcast now, but I'm glad that we were able to kind of get to some catharsis right there, Rach. Woo! Love you guys. Any point in the podcast, all right. Whenever somebody gets emotional on the podcast, everybody pops in. Love you, Donnie and Trudy. Make sure that you give love to our producers, Donnie and Trudy. Okay, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back. All right, we back? Oh no, we are back. But you know, it's not back. My well, eyelash is messing okay. up. So, so we're back, guys. Uh, Rachel lost the eyelash. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to let it hang on. Just let it hang <laughs> almost, on. Almost. We all just hanging on. <laughs> we all just hanging on. Okay. Uh, now, we talked a lot about a lot of real tears, and we actually saw some real tears from Rachel. Uh, <laughs> people have been talking about some fake tears, and those fake tears are coming from Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse's uh, trial is just completely dominating the news cycles and of course uh, social media he took the stand uh yesterday though which is thursday friday you're listening to this but it's thursday as we tape wednesday he took the stand and he testified on his own behalf and he began to cry he began to cry uh most of you guys are getting this from audio um there's video of course on spotify uh, I would love to run the video of Kyle Rittenhouse crying right now, but even just the audio so you can hear the carrying on that was going on on the stand as Kyle Rittenhouse described the events that got him in the trouble that he's in right now. Mr. Rosenbaum, Mr. Rosenbaum was now running from my right side um, and I was cornered from in front of me with Mr. Zeminski and there were <laughs> there were three people right there Right, right. 
Okay, most people that saw that thought that that was insincere, that he was putting on for the cameras. Rachel, what did you think? There were two moments in that, um, that uh, I don't even know what to call it, charade, like, display. There were two moments that got me. There was a moment where he starts getting choked up. It was like almost on cue, right? And there are no tears coming. And he looks over at the jury, almost like, y'all paying attention to what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. And then right before the judge calls a recess, he looks over at the judge, almost like, are you going to call this or not? Go back and look at the video. He literally turns to the judge. And then right after the judge is like, you know what? We're going to take a break. We're going to we're going to we're going to give you a moment. Those are the moments where I was like, you know what? It just it was too calculated. It was too on cue. You know, I could understand you having a panic attack and hyperventilate. It's not even the te- the no tears for me, right? I can understand you hyperventilating, having an anxiety attack, having to relive those moments. You don't need necessarily tears for that. It was the looks. Y'all go back, watch it, pause it. One to the jury, one to the judge. As if I need to make sure y'all are on board and you're feeling what I'm giving you right now because this is a performance. That's how I felt watching it. Hmm. Um, I agree. I, I think I'm glad he did it, though. Mm, okay. I'm, I'm glad please, he did it. Please I'm, say why. I'm, I'm glad he did that because that embarrassing display drove everyone to pay m- even more attention to a trial that I believe is a shameful miscarriage of justice. You, if you've studied the events that happened in Kenosha when Kyle Rittenhouse went out there and <clears throat> traveled across state lines, grabbed a gun that wasn't his and then killed some people. Um, You know that there are differing accounts, differing versions, and probably some legal wiggle room for Kyle Rittenhouse uh, in order to claim self-defense in the situation that he was in. Now, you know how I believe. I believe that the provocation of something, the antagonization of something should become, uh, should be in considered when you're talking about the outcome which is the loss of life um and i've been pretty clear about that having said that though i feel like kyle rittenhouse uh i feel like let me put it this way having said that i personally feel like watching the legal system in real time create a layup line for the defense to go in and get off easy buckets is fascinating. I'm not saying that this was a slam dunk case for the prosecution in the first place, but what I'm saying is I don't see how they expect to win now with the fact that you have a completely and obviously biased judge, a completely and obviously biased judge who continues to railroad the prosecution Every time they try to bring up the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse seems a little unhinged. I watched one particular exchange where the judge did not want uh, to have evidence admissible, which was a photo of Kyle Rittenhouse hanging out with the Proud Boys in a bar wearing a shirt that says free as fuck. The the defense looks at the judge and goes, hey, Uh, the judge says, hey, that's a that's a poor decision. And the defense goes, we know that that's a poor decision. He's 
on trial right now for making an incredibly poor decision. And the pattern in behavior is very important for us to prove. So that You mean the, the jury, prosecution said that? The prosecution is saying this. So that the jury knows uh, that this is just what this kid is. Basically, paraphrasing, that's what they said. And the judge is like, I don't see the corollary. How can you not see the corollary? Like, I, like And he's, he's, he's being short with them. His phone rings. He's playing Godless America on the phone. The judge, it seems like he's this is almost... He's talking about the Bible? Yeah, like... This seems like a star-making moment for him, and I feel like more people are getting a chance to see that because Kyle on the stand with the fake crocodile tears went viral. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I even wasn't watching it or paying attention to it as closely as I was. I was more so reading about it until that moment myself. Um, Today I was watching it. And it was very confusing. The judge was not, and I couldn't tell if the jury was in the room because I came out in the middle of it. The judge was not allowing a picture to come in. And it was, he was trying the case. He was reprimanding the prosecution and like basically making the defense for the defense and was using a magnifying glass to look at a real, like a, like a detective magnifying glass to look at the pictures. Basically said the pictures, they were, they had been blown up. Very typical to blow up a picture so the courtroom can see it, the judge can see it, the jury can see it. Said the way that it was blown up was distorting, like it was distorted. And so the the prosecution couldn't tell the jury actually what they were looking at. That makes no sense. If the picture's admissible, then you're allowed to talk about what the picture is. He was telling him you can't. So the defense goes, so they can't say what they're looking at, right? The prosecution, and he's like, right, that's correct. I mean, here's the thing, people. When something like this happens, you're just setting the case up for appeal. Oh, no. There goes the eyelash. It's gone. You're just setting the case up for appeal. Are you setting the case up for appeal, or does it seem as if... They, okay, so like once again... Hold on, hold on. It's time to do it, Donnie. Bring in the legal eagle sound effect. Uh... Because so, there's some things that I don't understand that are going on here. Um, number one, there seems to be so much wrangling, not about the evidence itself, but about the way the evidence is particularly presented. I thought it was, hey, you had discovery and discovery. They saw everything that you were having. And then by the time you got to the trial portion of it, it was a foregone conclusion what everyone would be seeing. The only people that hadn't really seen it uh, would be the witnesses themselves. Like what? They're going over pixels and they're going over things that are blowing up and they're they're arguing over colors. And it just seems. No, this shouldn't be happening. That's why you have motions and hearings prior to the case. Like you have all the way up to before to try to determine what's admissible and what's not. So some of the things that are coming up, and this is why I wanted Yodi to come on. Unfortunately, she couldn't join us. But some of the things that I had questions about were. He was judge was saying, I ruled that that was inadmissible. The prosecution is saying, oh, I thought we had a misunderstanding. Of, uh, that we misunderstood you. I just I just don't understand what's happening. I just don't understand how we're so the judge is saying one thing. Defense is saying same thing. The judge is saying the prosecution is saying something else. It's very, very confusing. All this stuff should have been decided before. Now, there there will be issues, right? Like something will come up and you remove the jury. And you handle it, you know, maybe in the judge's chambers, maybe without the jury in the courtroom, and they handle it in the court. I, um, I, I just don't understand what's going on. I yeah, listen, and- literally heard the judge say today 
And I don't fully understand it. I don't fully know what that means. And I was like, Are you, should you be saying that? Should you just admit that on the record? Yeah. He's like, I don't understand. I know I don't understand it. I don't know I don't mm. understand that. And I was like, what's mm. happening? Um. So Wednesday, uh, the defense motioned to have a mistrial without prejudice, which would mean that the state could not refile charges. Yes. Um, that did not happen. Um, so I now thought he just we, didn't rule on it. Did that? Did he make a decision? Didn't happen. I didn't rule on it. Yeah, it didn't happen. Oh. Uh, so I understand. That's what I meant. I meant that did that didn't happen. I'm not sure whether or not because if he didn't rule on it, that means it's a possibility that he could. There you go. Uh, I guess my thing with the Kyle Rittenhouse situation is this. Number one, this is um, there are two things. The first thing is this. I've heard people say on the Internet that <clears throat> because Kyle Rittenhouse didn't kill anybody black, that black people shouldn't care about this. Oh, my gosh. I just. And the people that have been saying that have been black. Of okay? course. <laughs> um, see, this is the whole problem to me. Right. The whole problem to me. This is why the allies thing gets murky. If people were out protesting because of the shooting in Kenosha, Jacob Blake, the shooting in Kenosha, and they were out there with us, then for the time that they're out there with us, they are us. Mm-hmm. And shooting them is tantamount mm-hmm. to shooting us. They were out there fighting against the forces of evil whether those forces of evil be in pinstripe suits, whether they be in police uniforms, whether they be kids that that came to Kenosha, Wisconsin, looking for a fight. So there's no way that we can't be invested in this when all of this is happening because we were protesting against the status quo. That's the first thing. Number two is at some point America has to set a standard in terms of responsibility of human life. This is another situation where a white boy, you know, in this case, Kyle Rittenhouse, in the first case, George Zimmerman, goes out armed, looking for a conflict, gets that conflict, wins that conflict, and we're getting dangerously close to there being no repercussions for that. I mean, it just has to mean something when somebody dies. Oh, absolutely. It just, it, it, and if somebody dies and it doesn't mean anything, that's fine. But if somebody dies at the hands of someone with an AR-15 that, according to accounts that night, which the defense denies, was pointing his gun at people, I just don't understand what kind of society we're living in. It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty insane. I hope that school of thought that you just mentioned didn't pick up traction. Like, was that like a, I, I didn't see that personally, but I I don't know if that's like a Oh, a bunch of people thing. have said that to me. A bunch of people have said to me that, that uh, is so ing- a, a, a white guy killed to, uh, killed some other white people, shot two other white people, and so it's not black folks' business. Okay, so if black people get killed, it's not white folks' business? Like, I don't understand that. They're mm. humans. They're human beings. A life is lost. And even more so, to add on to what you're saying, those lives were lost lost because they were protesting what happened to a black man. Kyle Rittenhouse went out there to get, he was against everybody, no matter what they look like because of what they were protesting. How can we, it is just as dangerous to me for a person to have that thought 
as it is to a person to be holding the gun and actually shooting people. That is a, like, to have that thought in society where you don't care about the lives lost just because they don't look like you. That's exactly what's been happening to us. That's what is happening to us. I I, I hate that. Yeah, nah, it's uh, it was a weird one. Obviously, uh, obviously, ignorant. I want to see justice done, but also I want to see justice done for another reason. You say it doesn't involve black people. Well, unfortunately for us as black people, there's going to be more situations in the future where we're going to have to take to the streets and make our voices heard. Right. You know, might be for whatever reason. It might not be in the wake of somebody being killed. It might be to protest a law we don't like. It might be to stand up for Flint. And the pe- it might be for any reason. It might be for any reason. Okay? Uh, how safe are we doing that? Is any group of people doing that? When someone can say, hey, I want to defend my property and my the, the car source or whatever it is, and you bring a gun to essentially not even a fight. Mm-hmm. You bring a AR-15 to a rock fight. Mm-hmm. You bring an AR-15 to a fist fight. And then you shoot people, you know, after being there illegally, having the gun unlawfully and inciting them. Like, how are we going to be safe to gather at any point? Mm-hmm. Not saying that we ever will be safe, just saying that, you know, things in America have to come with consequences and justice is about harmony. And, you know, we have to see that happen. I, I mean, I don't know how anyone could say that to me, but people did. All right. Uh, now, Black Panther 2. Are you excited about this movie? Yes. <clears throat> don't yes. be excited. It might not happen. It might just happen later than we want it to. Movie's going to happen, but who knows? The movie's definitely going to happen, but who knows it's going to be the Black Panther because we didn't know that we have fucking Aaron Rodgers starring <laughs> as in Black Panther 2. <laughs> God damn it. There's like nothing. Do you understand I can't have anything? Of course, you guys know Letitia Wright, who played Shuri in Black Panther, who is amazing. Yeah. Such a talented actress. Mm-hmm. She's amazing, amazing as Shuri. I can't see anybody else as Shuri. But guess what? Shuri from Black Panther don't believe in real life science. She only believes in fake science. She believes in vibranium. <laughs> Stop. But she doesn't believe in real science. So she's not getting vaccinated <laughs> because she's not getting vaccinated. She got injured. Okay. Right. She had to go back to the UK. Right. But now that she's not vaccinated, she might not be able to come back and finish film, filming Black Panther, which means the movie gets delayed. Or they might have to recast it and start the whole fucking thing over again. Right. Because CDC guidelines say if you're not a citizen, you have to be vaccinated to come back to the States. Here's my thing. It's Black Panther, too. It's Black Panther. Can't they just CGI her in? Wouldn't it make sense to do something like super, you know, I don't know, scientific technology. Te- <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> they, they're it's always actress playing a role. Listen, she's shot some of it. Uh-huh. They have shot as much as they can without her. Mm-hmm. I say change the script to where, you know, they create, you know, they're ahead, they're light years ahead of everybody else when it comes to technology. Somehow she's, you know, a hologram so just keep of herself. Her, so just, just keep, keep her, her hologram. Keep yeah. her in the Black Panther pa- a costume the whole yeah. movie. And then... She's a hologram. It makes sense. 
in Wakanda. Let me tell you something. I've said this before. They should have recast T'Challa. I thought you said they should not have. That's not what I said. I've never said that. I thought, didn't you say it was too soon? They, I mean, it might be recast. It might have been too soon. So this is what I might have said. Oh, okay. Get it together. I, I might have said that it's too soon <laughs> to recast T'Challa in this movie. Okay, thank you. Maybe. No! But, <laughs> but the reality is they need to recast T'Challa, man. They need to recast Because of what's currently happening? Or Not because of what's currently happening. Just because of what's currently happening, yes. They need to recast T'Challa. I, I, this is just... Look, they need to recast T'Challa because the story of T'Challa, the son of T'Chaka, is not done yet. And they need to do it. They're not going to do it. I have it on very good authority that he will he will not be recast. Ever. There's news coming, about that, coming out about that pretty soon. Pew, pew. But I have it on good authority that he's not going to be recast. But this is what I will say. I, this human disease of divisiveness and stupidity, like we're not going to be able to subtract this from any part of our life. This is everywhere. Think about what we've, think about what we've endured because of this fucking vaccine debate, because of this fucking COVID shit. We talked about, we're not even talking about it we're not even talking about hospital numbers anymore, deaths anymore, how, pe- how many people are sick, where the curve is. We're talking about how this shit is affecting sports mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. entertainment. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the NBA, the NFL, and goddamn the goddamn Black Panther movie. Yeah. As a society, we have to fucking figure some things out. Or we're what? never going to be able to have fun again. But what can you figure out? There are there is a vaccine available. You have a group of people who choose something else, who don't believe in it, don't want to take it, don't trust it. And then you have a school of thought that chooses to trust science. And because we have before and has decided to be vaccinated. Literally, Van, there's nothing else you can do other than have rules in place for people who decide to choose one way or the other. You can't participate if you don't follow these rules. And I don't think that stops the fun. CGI her, hologram her, recast her. She got a twin sister somewhere. He had a child we didn't know about. Like there are ways to change this. There are ways to go. And that's a decision that she made for herself. Yeah, but it's Bring never as good. Bring her back the third one. Bring back it's never as one. good when you do it that way, when you when you do some cockamamie script stunt to make okay, the Okay, so what you gonna do? What you gonna do? She ain't getting vaccinated. So they go, you know they're what? Gonna fly, they're gonna have you? to fly to, to London and, no, and film it there. Nah, they probably can't do that. It's a lot of money. They probably, they they film like in and around Atlanta and they probably get like a big tax break from Georgia. Can I ask a question? How did she get back to the UK? They don't have the same rules that we do. But what I'm saying is, there. don't they, no, listen, don't they know that she won't be able to come back? Like, if she's not vaccinated, she's going around on the set. Because remember, a couple of weeks ago, it was reported she was going around on the set telling people don't take the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. So, don't they know she got hurt filming the movie. She had to go back for treatment. Why not treat her in America? Don't they know? I think that was her choice. That if she, but somebody from fucking Disney's got to know. I'm that sure if she goes her. back, if she goes back to UK, then she can't come back again. They can't and now we don't her. get no fucking Black Panther. They can't hold her against her will. If she wants should've, to go back and be treated no. by her doctor back home, that's what she could do. She should have lived. I'm not in as Mercedes upset Benz. as you. I'm totally fine you with settling for a recast. Um, you don't care. 
yeah, no, just like if Green Bay was my team, I would want to, I would take the backup quarterback. I'm totally fine with that. You don't want to play by the rules. Yeah. Ryan Coogler said that they've shot everything that they can shoot without Shuri. They need Shuri now. So that the, the movie's delayed. Mar- Disney's already delaying everything. Yeah, Shuri don't want and it. And the movie's delayed. Shuri doesn't want it. Uh, Jay-Z was urged by the FBI to delete emails over hacking concerns. Jay-Z was urged by federal officials to delete his emails because people thought that they might get hacked. This is according to Complex News. According to the social question, the, the FBI reached out to Jay-Z at some point to inform him there was an imminent hack on his email account. As a precaution, the agency advised the Rockefeller co-founder to delete his emails. Per source, Jay-Z Hillary Clinton. My question to you is if Jay-Z's emails would have leaked, what is the one question you would have wanted answered from Jay-Z's leaked emails? It's a good question. Was Lemonade really about him? Rachel. What was Lemonade really about him? First of all, I'd want his the, emails between the about the NFL, the NFL stuff, right? Because think yeah. about I'm that. I'm fucking with you. I was about to say. I was about to I'm say. I'm not even in the beat. Can, can you, can you think just... about Jay Z sending an, e- an email over Lemonade? We got to get Lemonade canceled. Hey, we got like, it's gonna come out. <laughs> right, <laughs> Jay Z. Like the elevator, Columbia. the yeah, elevator the, the, incident. The, the, That'd be second the, for me. But you think he's gonna email about that? You, you, that's some. That, you that's never something that you know. People that's something you call somebody about. You never know. You're not gonna email somebody like Jay Z. CC CC. I just got my ass kicked on the elevator. Please advise. No, can we delete the footage? You know, Solange and I have been, yes, there could have been an email to a security system or his attorney. We got to get this. We got to take this down. Come on. Um, You know, he's embroiled (laughs) in a lawsuit right now, Jay-Z. You know, here's the thing. You know, my little brother had a good theory about this. Tell. Why are the feds so chummy with Jay-Z? I that's a big question. Why? I mean, oh wait, here's the thing. Are they chummy or is it just that like there's a hacker on our radar who's targeting you, who's been hit, you know, like you better delete. It's a weird thing. I have you heard of this before? Heard of what? This- the FBI telling a public figure to delete all their emails. When they have a pending I'm lawsuit, I'm sure it has to have happened. No, I'm sure that I know. I'm, sh- I'm sure that it has to have happened, but I've never. I'm heard just of saying, it yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm sure it has too. I've just never heard of this, which is what is what I was saying. And it's and the timing is just very suspicious because he's in this lawsuit. He's being sued. Obviously, there is going to be this emails are being subpoenaed, and a lawsuit where it's accused. He's accused of destroying a bunch of emails. Oh, is, is that the accusation in it as well? Yeah, yeah, check this I didn't out. That. Well. Uh, a judge ruled that Jay Z had, in 2020, a judge ruled that Jay Z had destroyed evidence by erasing emails. Something for, something fishy going on here, man. So are people um, upset with Jay Z that he's that close to the feds? I mean, the feds got him on God speed dial. Damn. 
What happened? Jay-Z has won 23 Grammys. That's where we just went? Fuck! That's where we just went? Hold on for a second. You mean to tell me that Jay-Z has won 23 Grammys and Nas just won his first fucking Grammy? Jay-Z's mainstream. You're f- Look, I knew that Jay-Z had some Grammys. 23 Grammys and Nas I'm shocked has that Nas, I'm shocked that Nas just won his first one, but I'm not shocked that Jay-Z ha- would have way more than Man, Nas. Jay-Z ain't 23 times better than Nas, man. That's Look who's the recording academy, academy is. Jay-Z, appeal, uh, Jay-Z appeals way more to that audience than Nas does. Not Jay-Z is mainstream and the Beyonce marriage helps it even more. People don't even look at Jay-Z the same way that they did when he first came out. Look, I, look that doesn't not, mean that doesn't mean he's twenty three times better. According to the Grammys, it means that. According to the Recording Academy, it's a different. Nah, fuck like, the, that's that's I, not I according say. to the streets. That's not according. You know what I mean? To the culture, that's not what that means. Damn. I would say fuck the awards, but I can't really. Don't do that. I know I'm not gonna <laughs> say that, man. You know, because you know, <laughs> awards and nominations. Yeah, Nas was nominated. Nas has been nominated 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 times and won one Grammy. Nas is one of 13 in the Grammys. He's the fucking Russell Westbrook of the Grammys right now. God damn. Anyway, so don't know what's going to happen. with distracted. <laughs> I just I was reading that. I didn't know he had won 23, 23 Grammys for Hove. I mean, don't get me wrong, Hove a God. How many has Oh. He's a God. He's How a God. Drake I don't know. Who else, who <laughs> I'm not, else I'm is not, a I'm God? About to, I'm not about to <laughs> So Kanye West is a God. Uh you know, a God level MC, like a God MC. I don't mean like actual the God. I don't go judge you. on me. I don't got... go judge on me. <laughs> See what just happened? All right, interesting news. R. Kelly's cellmate made a comic about them. (laughs) The fuck? R. Kelly's cellmate is Brendan Hunt. He shared a federal jail cell in Brooklyn with R. Kelly. Um, He was charged for posting a video after the Capitol riots where he encouraged insurrectionists to return to Washington to kill senators. Hunt spent the past 10 months in prison. His lawyers are trying to get him out on time served. Uh, as part of his request to be released, the comic book that he wrote and drew about him and R. Kelly <laughs> was shown as long as, as well as the lasting creative friendships that he created with some of the most unlikely characters. The comic book opens up with Hunt claiming that he's never heard I Believe I Can Fly. <laughs> that's, what, that's the wildest part to me. Before R. Kelly replies, I'm the greatest R&B star in human history. I just, we're not going to spend too much time on this story. But this is <laughs> one of the main reasons why you guys should never break the law. Okay? Because. You can't choose your roommates in jail. <laughs> so who had it worse? You think R. Kelly wanted this nigga making a fucking comic book about him? R. Kelly is in, like, uh, I mean, look. Apparently no, I, R. Kelly sounds like he contributed. 
He like obviously book- educated him on his on who he is in his history. So it sounds like a co- uh, R. Kelly was a co-author. The comic book also showcases the two doing yoga together yes, in their cell, which gives them superhuman abilities while discussing their preferred genres of music. But you know what? R. Kelly deserves this shit, though. R. Kelly should have the most annoying, fucking violent cellmates ever. Fuck R. Kelly. This is what he deserves. So the nigga Please. drawing him and fucking stabbing him with the goddamn pencil. Stop acting like it was bad. He made a, it sounds like he wrote a love letter to R. Kelly with his comic book and is using it to try to get out of prison to show that he has made friends with the most unlikely people. Okay? Yeah. This guy, R. Kelly, is sounds like he was helping this guy. I just can't get over the fact that he had never, I, I, it made me think, wow. I would just think that everybody had heard, I believe I can fly. Everybody at least would know one R. Kelly song. That's shocking. What kind of like what kind of world does this man live in? You don't Shit. know. You don't, you never heard of R. Kelly. So I always wonder about this. Are motherfuckers as big as we think they are? R. Kelly's huge, right? He was huge, and he's a piece of shit, slime ball bastard. Right. So we gotta say that. But. Huh. Are there spots in America where people might not know R. Kelly? Are there spots in America where people don't know, say, who T.I. is? Yes. Definitely. Wait, 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 wait. You think that there, you don't think T.I. was big enough to where everyone would know who T.I. was? Correct. I would have named, if you had said maybe like Jay-Z or Lil Wayne, I think they have more crossover appeal to cross over into the depths of wherever it is where these folks don't know, you know, people from the culture. Right. right. T.I. would not have been at the top of my list that I would have named. However, I worked with I'm an attorney. Right. I worked with an attorney. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name. Who oh, I'm not going to name. And he did not know who Beyonce was. And I believe It's him. impossible. That's I believe true. him. And I'm going to tell you why. It's not, he, it, it physically is cannot said. be true. This is what he said. He said, I know the name, but I do not know what she looks like or any of her songs. And I'm going to tell you why he said this. And this is why I believe him. He was a devout, is a devout, devout Mormon. And to the point where he left the practice of law. And I don't know if he's back. Left to go live in like, a small room with his, like gave up everything recently because he, I I, I, can't, I don't want to lie about why the reason he did it, but he just to completely disassociate himself. I'm talking like the family would gather and sing around the piano. He did was not into worldly things. He did not know stuff like that because I used to talk to him all the time. I was fascinated by him that he was that cut off from the world. We were very close and he could not, we could, he could not believe, like, we're, we're close. He could not believe that I was going on The Bachelor. Like, he was so disappointed because he was like, I don't understand. He was that cut off from the world. There are people like that. They, they make a conscious decision to disassociate themselves. His is for religious reasons. I don't know about the cellmate. So know. you were close to him, so it was almost like a big love situation to where, like, you were going to... Yeah, like, you just took marry. it to a different level. No, I'm saying, I like, meant, you like, talked about... I talked to him a lot. The same way you become intrigued by people because it's they're so different from anything else that you know and the curiosity takes over and you're like, I'm just trying to understand. That's how it was with him. Um, 
it's hard for me to believe the Beyonce thing. I literally said something and I said, da 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 Beyonce. And he goes, who's Beyonce? I swear to God he said that. And it was. Do you know that like it used to be a, a rumor that the Mormons owned Pepsi? And like Beyonce was a Pepsi artist. So maybe I thought that, that they maybe owned Pepsi. Is that what you people were used to at? say that the Mormons owned <laughs> Pepsi? Is, that's a true thing. You never heard of that before? Mm-mm. Never heard of that. But I think it's very unlikely that you would know who Beyonce was. Okay, I'm just telling. By you the way, said. by the way, he's so he's so traditional that he doesn't know. People try to act like they're not freaks. Let, let, let me get this off real quick. Okay. Like people try. I, I watched this one show. It was a very harrowing show about people trying to break away from their Mormon dad. You know. This nigga had like 115 kids. All right. Do you have any idea how much fucking you have to do to have that many children? All like, Mormons aren't the same. I'm I'm aware of this, and this is not to diss any of the homies from the church of JC and LDS. Okay. I'm not dissing any of them. But what I'm saying is that. We have to stop with the I don't like to fuck narrative. We know it's bullshit. Like we know it's bullshit. How many times are we going to have to go through this same thing? This I don't like the fuck narrative. I don't like Beyonce because she wiggles. I don't like this person. How many times do these people? I'm just sick of the I don't like to fuck narrative. The I don't like to fuck narrative is ruining the world. Everyone likes to fuck. I'm saying this guy is acting like he doesn't like Beyonce. Um, she's worldly. She wiggles around. He said, "Nigga, you like Beyonce." He didn't even say anything about her wiggling around. You are you are similar to the Jordan River. You have taken this to another. I don't like this whole narrative. This I don't like to fuck narrative. Seriously, all just aside. This 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 I don't like the fuck narrative is is ruining the world and it's been ruining the world for ages. Okay, ages. Mormons, Mormons don't like to the fuck. They like to the fuck, or else there wouldn't be any Mormons. Okay, they they wouldn't be any Mormons if Mormons didn't like to the fuck. They're more Mormons because Mormons love to fuck. Everyone does. Okay, everyone does. Oh, uh, oh, speaking of that, real quick, I know we this is not on the rundown, but did you see Chloe Bailey and the um? The uh, go to Chloe Bay's Instagram right now. I want to do this in real time. In real time, we're going to discuss the Chloe Bailey video. All right, go to her Instagram. It's Chloe Bailey CB. I, I follow her. Uh huh. Is it the last video she posted? You see her with the with the with the lollipop right there. You see this video? Mm-hmm. Watch it. Tell me. Tell me what you think of this video. It's been dividing people on the old Twitter sphere. Rachel's watching the video right now. He's watching the Chloe Bailey video. Chloe's sexing it up for the camera. Chloe's like, I'm an adult. I'm independent. And you won't tell me. I mean, this is clearly <laughs> Chloe's alter ego. <laughs> right? Why are you laughing? Because people are on her ass about that. This is clearly, she, if you interview Chloe, she's incredibly shy. Right. Like like it's all, it's almost a tough interview because she's like doesn't have a lot to say. That persona that she has on the stage is not the same energy that she's bringing. Incredibly nice, but very shy. And that to me 
is her being her Sasha Fierce or whatever her name is for her alter ego. She cl That's clearly the brand that she wants as an artist, as a creative, as a musician. That's what she wants to portray. And then off camera, she's totally different. I don't have a problem with that. That's her. That's which, how she wants to brand herself. People are saying it's cringe. Now, do you have a problem with... I don't like to see people lick on suckers. If that if that's like a person that's just a personal her. thing, but I don't that's that's Chloe's doing her thing. I'm not against Chloe. I just I don't need to I don't like to see people lick a lollipop. Do you think that it's interesting that people get on Chloe Bailey for being too sexual, but then we're trying to have a society where we make it open for like sex workers and people like that? Like what is the line that people draw so with the I decency think, that they feel like is appropriate? I think it's where you start. So when you talk about a sex worker, most people don't know where they came from, how they started. They met them as a sex worker and they're saying they should be free to do what they want to do if that includes sex work. Chloe Bailey, even a Miley Cyrus, they came to us young, innocent. That's how you met them. That's how you grew up with them. That's how they, you know, they built their public figure image initially. And I think it's hard for people to accept that they've grown up. They're now making different decisions for themselves as adults. And people can't switch it just because they did. That's what I think that is. That they like to what? That who likes to... Oh, Van, please. That they like to what? It's That's hard for people to accept that they were kids once. And now to they're where they were. I'm not taking it any further than And that. that now that they're adults and when they become adults... What do they like to do, Rachel? This is the whole Kids thing. Kids do it too. Uh, this is the whole thing about well, did, all I, the hangups in the world. It doesn't have you to can't go back to that. Handle you can that express yourself sexually like without even talking, fuck. without actually performing the act. But let me tell you something. But that's what it means. When you're being you're sexual, you're teasing it. Yes, you're teasing. It, Absolutely. It, it, what it, what it means is, hey, sex. I'm a sexual person. You're giving sex. Hey, yes, look you're at these shoulders. Sex. Hey, I'm sexy. I'm sensual. I'm Not sexual. Shoulders. And that's and then. And it means that's yeah. So this is this is how I get it, you know. And then it, and that that means that you're letting people know that hey, you know, when all of these lights and these cameras go away, I like it. And people can't handle that. And they can't, can't handle, handle the Chloe. switch. They can't handle the switch. If Chloe started off like this, it would be totally different. Co Chloe Bailey fair. makes me it's uncomfortable. She makes me uncomfortable. Why? Because you because she's young, or you because she's. I don't. You know why it makes me uncomfortable? Because and not that I have to. Not that it's for me at all uh, but i don't buy it it for some reason it so, seems forced so do you not buy it because for so long you knew her as a joint package with her sister as these cute young innocent girls harmonizing um their parents managed them they had these cookie cutter images and then all of a sudden and she slowly gave it to us you know she didn't pop up with a lollipop in her mouth. Remember, she was doing the silhouette videos. She's wearing the boy shorts. She slowly was giving was us the, the, the she's first changing. thing was the it was the busset challenge. That's when it really got the busset. She was slowly. They got the separate Instagrams. They're creating their own image, and I think that's why it's hard for you because you saw her for so long one way. I was watching the Quincy documentary, and they're both on it, and you see them that way, and then to now see Chloe, yeah, it's a stark contrast, and I just think it's hard for people to to switch it. And she's got an uphill battle fighting how people used to know her to how they know her now. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, for me, it's just, I don't know. 
is you know I'm I'm 41 years old. She's really young. But it's not even that I don't want to. It's just that some people, like Zendaya, is sexy. But you know what? I think that there's I think that there's a difference between Zendaya and Chloe Bailey. You know what I think the difference is? Zendaya is sexy, but because Zendaya's body is less bodacious, people don't hold her to the same standard that they hold Chloe Bailey to. Well, that's if they were a good point. If, if they were wearing like the same stuff, if Chloe Bailey was dressing exactly like Zendaya was dressing, like people they they hate on women with curves. It's more than that. It's not not no. Zendaya Jesus. dresses sexy, and and yes, they have two totally different shapes. But Zendaya only dresses sexy, right? Chloe is doing the challenges. She's licking microphones. She's licking lollipops. That's a fair point. She's she's spread eagle in videos. She's you know what I mean. It's totally different. Zendaya's not doing that. She just dresses sexy. Scottie Pippen hates fucking Michael Jordan. <laughs> we knew this was coming. He can't stand this nigga. Scottie Pippen has written a book. It's called Unguarded. And as part of the promotion in the book, Scottie Pippen has gone around to anyone who will listen, except for should us here on Higher it? Learning. We should. We, we should. Uh, and this is side to shit on Michael Jordan to tell the quote unquote truth about Michael Jordan. Um, he said, uh, this is what he said about uh, Jordan's role in the last dance. My final game. Now here I was in my mid 50s, 17 years since my final game, watching us being demeaned once again, living through it. The first time was insulting enough, but yeah. So in, in his interviews, Scott Pippen has said that Michael Jordan is not the greatest player of all time. That LeBron James is the greatest player of all time because Michael Jordan ruined the game of basketball because people wanted to be like Mike, and being like Mike means you don't pass. Scotty has also said he thinks that maybe he himself, Scotty Pippen, might be the greatest player of all time. It's everywhere he's gone, he's talked about Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. This is fucking sad to me. Obviously, Scotty's still upset about the last dance, which, of course, in the last dance, which Scotty participated in, uh, there were some not so flattering things about Scotty Pippen in the documentary. But there were unflattering things that didn't necessarily include Michael, right? Michael didn't have Scotty sign that terrible contract, you know, where Scotty was stuck and, and he saw everybody else making more money and less talented than he is. And I believe. Michael Jordan said at one point in the last dance, and I've only seen it once, I believe Michael Jordan said he couldn't have done it without Scotty. He did, did he say that. But he also said that he felt they also played up Scotty missing a game, a game seven, a game seven against Detroit with a migraine. He also Fork? talked Yeah. He also talked about how he felt Scotty betrayed the team by holding out and not playing after injury or waiting to get his surgery. That's or whatever his story it was. to tell. Like Scotty. And now Scotty's telling his story in a book. Listen, you called this months ago when Scotty was talking about Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan. You said he's got a book coming out. Mm -hmm. He's got books to sell. He's got money to make. And there's no better way to make it than talking about the greatest player of all times. Sorry, Scotty, when it comes to basketball. There's no better way to do it. It sounds like Scotty felt a certain way when he was playing with Michael for sure. Got over it as time went on. You know, that's why he had MJ at his Hall of Fame mm -hmm. induction. Talking great shit. Right. 
And then he watched The Last Dance and it just brought up all those old feelings. And either he decided to write about it then or maybe it was in the works and he added to the book. That's just, he's, it's, it's, I don't think he can, he can do anything. This, to me, this shows how great Michael Jordan is and why he's the greatest because it's almost like still Scotty can't sell books and make money without talking and naming Michael Jordan. Would you be interested? Maybe you would as a sports fan, but in the grand scheme of things, would people really be interested in a Scottie Pippen book if you're not going to be talking about Michael Jordan? Here's the thing. You can't have a Scottie Pippen book without Michael Jordan. I know. I know. And I think that is probably the thing that bothers Scottie Pippen more than anything. <laughs> yeah. I could argue that that Michael Jordan could 100%. write a book. 100%. About Michael Jordan. And Scottie Pippen is not in that book. I can make an argument, Absolutely. at least, that there are parts of Michael that you could write. There's so much Michael Jordan there that you could write that book and not have Scottie Pippen or any or any one player that Michael played with in that book. Mm-hmm. You cannot, on the other hand, have a Scottie Pippen book without Michael Jordan. You could, but there wouldn't be that many pages. You can't. <laughs> Good. Scott, no, 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 no. And I'll tell you why. Michael Jordan, and this is either fair or unfair. Fair or unfair. Fair or unfair. Michael Jordan is defined by his singular individual greatness on the basketball court. Right. Scotty Pippen, fair or unfair, is defined by by his proximity to Michael Jordan. I 100% agree with you. I'm just saying he could do it. It just now, would have been self-published that, and, you know, nobody would have been <laughs> Now, as a away from the fact that Sky Pippen, one of the greatest wing defenders, maybe the greatest wing defender we've ever seen, Sky Pippen facilitator, Sky Pippen great teammate, you know, Sky Pippen, all of those things, but that's probably the thing. The reason why Sky Pippen is doing it this way is because – on some level, Sky Pippen knows that this is the way he probably has to do it. Has to do it. All right, right. let's take a break. Right. Okay. Uh, there is a fantastic article written by Vanessa Nakate. I'm going to go for it. Um, Nakate, I'm going to go for it. And it's called You Can't Crop an Entire Continent Out of the Fight Against the Climate Crisis. All right. She's talking about the plight of Uganda and how people's livelihoods uh, and way of life is under threat by increasing drought, flooding, landslides, and even locust swarms, which are all driven by global warming. This is already, this is not something in the future. This has already caused countless people to lose their incomes and some to even lose their lives and this is all in the last decade now typically when you hear about climate change you hear hey people in key west are going to lose their entire homes because things are going hey it's going to be 115 degrees in december in europe but the thing that we don't discuss about climate change enough is there are going to be places like uganda and places all over the world uh that have differing needs than some of the other nations that are going to be hit the hardest and hit 
first by this, and I thought this was a very important article for people to read, to remember that Africa, the African continent, has one of the most diverse, uh, excuse me, has one of the most diverse topographies and climates all over the place, right? Sub-Saharan Africa, they have all different... And climate change is going to affect a lot of these places directly very soon and even now. And you're going to see swaths of people passing away. You're going to see pestilence, disease, all kinds of things if we don't get this uh, under control. And it almost made me wonder about myself. Why don't I think about a place with as diverse a climate as Africa as the African continent has. Of course, any continent has a diverse climate, but the African continent is, you know. Um, why don't I ever think about that when I think about climate change and how it affects people and impacts people? We always think about tsunamis and floods and all of these things hitting big, major, larger, with Tokyo's going down, LA's going down, New York's going down. The people in Uganda need us to care about this as well. And I thought it was a very, very, very well-written and insightful um um, article and I would love to have Vanessa on the show. Oh yeah, um, I would love to have her on too and applaud her for the work that she's doing and bringing this to the forefront, especially for those who just aren't as educated on climate change. I mean, for me, when I think of climate change, I think it it falls in line with what we do as human beings. You think about how it directly affects you rather than how it affects. I, I mean, I don't necessarily think about what it's doing in South America or Europe or Africa when I think about it. Um, but I think she's also bringing to light that one, we ignore it. And two, she tells a story of how she, in doing the work, uh, was cut out of an opportunity to Actually represent. Actually cropped out of a picture, yeah. By the AP. And not just cropped out of the picture, she wasn't even written about. So you have all these activists around the world who are at this conference. I'm not sure. Including what it, Greta Thunberg. Including Greta Thunberg, who are at this conference on behalf of uh, wherever they're from, activating for their countries, their cities, their countries, their continents about how climate change is affecting them. And you decide to cut out the person representing Africa. And she powerfully said, you didn't just cut me out of the photo, you cut out an entire continent. She mm. was the only person there of color. She was the only person there representing the continent of Africa. And they purposely decided to they thought about this. It wasn't an accident. They cropped her out of the picture and they didn't even write about her in the article. And you have to ask yourself, why? Why? Why don't they want, why does AP not want the world to know that Africa too is suffering from climate change? What kind of narrative are you keeping from the world in regards to Africa? Now, I think sometimes these things, and this is kind of the, this is the hard part of it, you know, the white thought warriors, the tough part of it. The tough part of it is, is places like the AP are doing this. And this is when we, we have a discussion about um, not even racism because racism is too deliberate. Put it to you like this. What Greta Thunberg is doing is amazing. It's fantastic to have a kid that young uh, take on all of these haters and take on this responsibility to change her world, to make a change for her generation. It's amazing. Greta Thunberg is, uh, uh, she's a celebrity. We also have Little Miss Flint, who actually lived, uh, lives 
in the community up there in Flint, shout out to Flint, there was just a, a $626 million settlement in the Flint water crisis case. Um, who is actually advocating on behalf of people that are drinking poison water in a developed nation, in the richest nation in the world. Now, you might look at it and say, hey, it's too overt that Greta Thunberg becomes a star and Little Miss Flint doesn't become a star. You might say racism, to say racism is, racism is causing that is a little too uh, overt. It's, I wish it were that simple. The reality of the situation is that what white supremacy has done is told people inside their heads that they don't have to care about Uganda. They don't have to care about Flint. Like, and I hate to say this, but this is true. The reason why they feel like they don't have to care is because those aren't people. And no one wants to admit this or have this conversation. And it's a difficult conversation to have. I know it. But there is a latent belief that a lot of times white people are born qualified for humanity and black people and other people, brown people and indigenous people, we have to earn ours. So if we don't do something to earn ours, or if someone doesn't earn it on our behalf, like Martin Luther King Jr. earns our earns our humanity on our behalf, and he gives his life in order to earn our humanity. Oh, Martin Luther King Jr. died so that I could be treated like a person. When you're when you're white, you're born a person. When you're black, you either have to earn it or you never get it. So when she was cropped out of this picture. That might have been not been a decision that was made intentionally, but it was made by design. It was certainly made by design. It's like, hey, okay, there's somebody whose life matters. There's somebody whose whose plight matters. And this is somebody who we can carve out of that. And if they get to it, great. If they don't, that's cool too. So you can't crop an entire continent out of the fight against climate change article by Vanessa Nakate. Please. Please, she talks about people in Angola who are also facing starvation as a result of the worst drought in 40 years. Algeria, Madagascar. She also talks about how people talk about the Amazon all the time. And the Amazon has been talked about as a big, big deal, a flashpoint in the climate change discussion. But Africa is not being discussed. Right. So. I mean, did any of the other activists step up and say something? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it went. Just wondering. <sighs> Curious. Okay. All right. Mailback. Let's do it. Come on, Donnie. All right. I was expecting to uh, play that Joe Biden audio. I had oh, so oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Got to do this. Got to do this. You guys, real quick, before we get to mailback, let's hear from our president. Joe Biden wants to talk about the Negroes. Donnie, give it to me. You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time, pitcher in the Negro Leagues, went on to become a great pitcher in the pros into the Major League Baseball after Jackie Robinson. <laughs> His name was Satchel Page. <laughs> Let me translate that for you. What Joe was trying to say <laughs> no. was that he's adopted 
the philosophy of the great Negro League pitcher at the time, Satchel Paige, who went on to become a major league baseball player. Satchel Paige was, is one of the greatest baseball players of all time, one of the longest reigning baseball players at the professional level. He played in Negro Leagues, and then later on he played in the, in the major leagues. But that's not what Joe Biden said. What Joe Biden said <laughs> was that he adopted the philosophy of the great Negro of the time. It's just funny. It's so bad. It's just funny. It's funny, but it's like, Joe, Joe, just just recognize Satchel. We, he didn't need the full. If you couldn't say it right, just say recognize Satchel Page. You know what yeah. I mean? We didn't need all that. He paused. He paused after Negro. Great Negro of the time. Pause. Are you think you're a great Negro of our times? <laughs> I don't no. think I'm a great Negro. No. I don't think I've made it to great Negro status. You haven't made it to great Negro status? No, I don't think so. Okay. Give us some time. I'm, a, I'm not a great Negro. I'm an I nigga. Yeah. I'm a you're I nigga. Than, I'm not a great Negro yet. You're more than that. But you're I said that on, I said this on the, on on IG. You gonna get an N word from Joe Biden? Listen, that's all we need to push 2024 in the direction. <laughs> right. That's it. oh. You want to well, hand it? You want to hand it to them on a silver platter? Let that happen. Was it you who said that Joe Biden was not running in 2024? I think we talked about that. You said it wouldn't be Joe Biden. Um, I didn't say that, but Brian literally asked me that earlier this week, and it's I not, told Joe him Biden's no. not running in 2024. I told him no, that, but we didn't talk about that. Okay, I might be talking but about no. that with somebody else. No, he's not running. Joe Biden is not going to be around in 2024. Like you mean Joe as president? As president, as okay. to run for You made it seem like he's not going to be with us no, no, anymore. No, 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 no. I would never say that, but it, it, it's time for Joe Biden to... Go ahead and go to the Apple farm. Nobody's man. counting the clock da- down like Joe Biden. And you since know- there's not a vice president, we don't have a vice president. You know he's in there talking about mm-hmm. one. One he's more day, it. one day less. He's regretting <laughs> it. Think about Joe Biden's life a year and a half ago, two years ago even, and as it as it like stands today. Before he started campaigning, Joe Biden was fucking getting it. He had that Running three years around off. the White House with Obama. Remember that no, video? No, not even the White House. I'm talking about oh. after. I'm talking about oh. when he's just chilling. <laughs> Watching fucking Matlock. Now they got like 15 things for him to do a day. He's like, he's like, he wants to be, he's pandering to black people so much that he says he tries to get like the great Negroes. That's what he just said. That's what he said. Yeah. Poor, poor bastard. Now, it is progressing. It is progressing. You it's ain't black. To Negro. <laughs> to, it's going to be like, hey, hey, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man. Next Juneteenth, Joe Biden going to come over that bitch like, hey, I just want to say a happy Juneteenth to all of my niggas. All right, we're doing it for you, okay? And like All of you guys. Couldn't have been, I couldn't have been where I am right now without my niggas. You know what's crazy? I actually think on Twitter it would be split about how people would feel about that. It's a lot of people that would make excuses for it. Yeah, it would be on Twitter. They'd be like, ah. <laughs> Tony, bring us, bring us the mailbag. Mailbag time. Time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them. Oh, 
It's mailbag time. Write us with your queries and we'll chime in. All right. Hot Morrow asks, what did y'all do on your 21st birthday? I do on my 21st birthday. I went to the boat, Belle Baton Rouge Casino. Oh. And I just, yeah. No, 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 Shreveport. Okay. I was going to say I've been there. No. Bella Baton Rouge Casino went to the boat. Walter, Gino, McLaughlin, Ian Spooner, Ryan Davenport, Trey Vador, Brian. Did you drink? Did you get lit? It's 21. I mean, I'm sure you were doing I, it before. I drank. But... You know what I mean? I drank. I, uh, I gambled. You know? I was 21. I thought it was a big deal. It meant fucking nothing. But yeah, I was 21. To it's go like to the a, boat. Go to the boat. Yep. You know, I didn't have like a huge party or anything. I remember I... The guy I was dating forgot it was my birthday. So I was like already <laughs> emotional. Christ. I was emotional. I remember I went with my girl Tressa and PJ Tucker and we all went to Dirty Six and just bar hopped for my 21st birthday. And PJ Tucker, the basketball player? Yeah, we were, we were really good friends in college. Was Black China there? Why? Next question. Okay, tell me about that story after. <laughs> <laughs> All right, from Ashar Wood 14. What are your go-to Waffle House orders? Hash browns. Smothered. Smother them up. Smothered hash browns. Uh, steak, eggs. You going to Waffle House while you're in Atlanta? Fuck no. Yeah, I ain't been to Waffle House in a minute, but I'm basic with my breakfast. It's just some toast, bacon, and eggs. That's mm. it. Mm. I don't mm. like waffles. I don't know. Not even hash browns. What's the next one? All right. Ladybird underscore 610 asks, if you had to get a second pet that wasn't a dog, what would it be? Cat. Big ass fluffy rabbit. Rabbits are dirty. I don't want a big fluffy rabbit. I like only things that I can cuddle with. Cat's not gonna. It wouldn't. With you. It wouldn't cuddle with you. And That's I had right. a cat growing up, and they will. You get the right cat, they'll cuddle with you. They'll I don't love think you cat, cats. Cats don't give a fuck about y- y'all. Cats don't give a fuck about so y'all. They like get that, such man. a bad rap. Let me tell you something. Cats are the easy. They take care of themselves. You know what I mean. You don't have to take them out to walk. Take them out to pee, poop. None of that. They take care of themselves. They clean themselves. They're easy. They don't. They. They don't mess with you. Sometimes you don't mess with them. I love cats. Last night, I laid down in the bed, and Bozeman jumped in the bed, and he literally laid next to me, and then he turned over on his back, and as I was staring at the ceiling, he was staring at the ceiling, and it was like two bros, just like, man, what are we doing here, bro? Like, what's (laughs) going on, man? He was just like, he had his paws up, he had his paws up, and he was just looking around. You know how that moment where you lay in the bed? You're not going to get that with the cats. Shout out to cats, though. Shout out to cats. Shout out to Bozeman. You know, I miss my guy. All right, last question. From Kyle Farner. You can throw punch one you can throw punch one person with no consequences. <laughs> throw Donald Trump. Yeah. Throw punch one person without consequence. Donald Trump or Mark Zuckerberg? Really? Mm-hmm. Um Oh, I changed my mind. Go for it. Terry Cruz. Mm. I still gotta go with Donald Trump, but I'm thinking Donald about Trump's you, Terry a good Cruz. One. Yeah, Donald Trump or his son Don Jr. specifically, not Eric. Don Don, 
Don, Don, Don, Don, Don, Don. I got to think about that. I'm sure there's somebody actually closer to me in real life that I'd like to throw a punch. Just need to think about that for a second. I bet I know. Do you have an unexpected ally of the week, Rachel? No. After I read Vanessa's story, I didn't even want to look. Yeah, do you want to look for an unexpected ally of the week? You got one? Nope. I do not have an unexpected ally of the week, but I have a good one coming up for next week because I know something that's going to be happening on Monday. And it's going to be a good unexpected ally of the week and one that's going to be unexpected because it's the unexpected ally of the week. Okay. Okay. That's very true. All right, look, we will see. Side note, do we want to talk about what's happening in Prior Lake? Do you want to mention it? Okay, there is also a story that is going on down in Prior Lake. What 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 state Minnesota, is that? In? Minnesota. Minnesota. Lake, Minnesota, which involves a racist a racist video that was posted. Okay. Uh we will know by Monday what has happened in that so we can look back on the totality of it and dice it and take it apart. I'm very interested in that. We're going to get back to that on Monday, making sure you guys know that we're keeping tabs on those types of happenings. And I want to ask the audience a question. You can answer this question on our Thought Warriors or on Facebook or on Twitter. Does coverage of racist incidents in and of themselves do anything? Just just talking about racist shit that happened. How much of it. that do how you know, I know what your answer is. What's my answer? Your answer is actually I don't know. Why would I act like I know? I don't know what you're gonna say. I don't know. I'm not in your head. What are you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say Yes, for the people involved. For the people involved. Okay. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't. I'm just saying that it's a very racist place. And this podcast could be racism happened here, racism happened there, racism happened there. So what's the line on discussing all of, should there be some lesson in it? Should there be some particular injustice in it that we can help with it? Like, what is the narrative? Because don't, we don't just want to inundate you guys all the time with all of the bad shit that happens in this putrid country all the time. This one in particular, I will say, when when several thought warriors hit me up and are bringing yeah. it to our attention, then it's something that you guys want us to talk about. You want us to bring awareness to it. And so, you're right, we can't talk about everything, but we do listen to what you guys want to hear from us as well, so... This one in particular was something the Thought Warrior community wanted to talk about. Okay, and we will talk about it. All right, until then, take your thing caps off, but do not stop learning. I am Van Lathan Jr. And I'm Rachel and Lindsay. We are out. Peace.